0: So. This uh, this lesson really ought to be at least two lessons, maybe three. And honestly, I could teach half of these for a whole semester if I taught the Utah part of it. I probably wouldn't even need notes like this is s- stuff that I study. So to shove it into 10 or 15 minutes. Not only am I not going to do it justice, but it's going to make me sad. But we lost we lose a full week at the end of the term and we lost what 3 days to weird tests and we're going to lose another one next week. So everything is smashed together. I know that's good news to you guys. <laughs> you smile. You jerks. Okay. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about Manifest Destiny, and I'm going to go faster than I would normally go. If I end up going too fast, please holler. Let's go. Hey, dates you need to know. Usually I just give you one, but these are so close together, and they're so intertwined. So 1847, if you ever watch the Pioneer Day Parade that KSL puts on, it's called the Days of 47 Parade. That's because the pioneers came in 1847. Then in 1848, the Mexican session happened and the U.S. gained, well, here. And then in 49, the gold rush began. Now, it's hard to memorize a bunch of dates, but this is only three and you're in college. Plus, one of them is super easy. If you're just going to memorize one date, which is the easiest one? 49, because of the San Francisco waters. The 49ers, yeah. San Francisco, because that's where the gold rush started. So they're called the 49ers. So if you need to remember one date, remember 49. Then remember, we got crap from Mexico the year before that. And the the Mormons came the year before that. Okay. Manifest destiny. So tons of stuff come from this one slide. Let's start, I don't remember what order I put the questions in. So let's start with the definition of manifest destiny. You know what destiny means. If somebody of the opposite sex comes up to you and says, you're my destiny, you should run. What does it mean? What's destiny? Something that's bound to happen, something that has to turn out that way. Okay? Manifest is the part that's hard. Manifest means obvious. Like it's so totally obvious that this is the way it has to turn out. So it's the obvious destiny of the United States to do what? To expand into what it is now to occupy the land that we occupy now. That's the obvious destiny of the United States. Now, so let's talk attitudes then. I think that's the fourth question. Boy, I screwed up putting these in order, didn't I? Fourth question, look at this painting, 1872, by John Gast, American Progress. What attitudes does this show? Good. There's a spiritual thing, a spiritual aspect to going west. What kind of spirit? Friendly, haunting, evil, what? How do they see it? I didn't hear you, Sydney. Mm, graceful works, yeah. Hey, good catch. They're going from light to dark. The angel is helping carry them and guide them. The angel is beautiful, or she's supposed to be beautiful. And she's coming. So this is something, they're bringing light to the savage west with the help of heaven. Like this is is how they're thinking. So we go to the map. A map shows U.S. territorial acquisitions. So, looking at this map, first, just imagine that everything settled after eighteen forty-seven, or something, or acquired after eighteen forty-seven, isn't on there. What did the United States look like? I, yeah, I know that's hard to explain. It, it, Does't make a lot of sense. You have that brown bit, maybe the light blue bit, and then that uh Louisiana purchase bit, the polka dot bit. It just looks weird. Do you see how they thought that maybe it was obvious that they should expand to go from sea to shining sea. So this is this is what they're thinking. They, we should go from one place to the other. The United States should look the way it looks right now. That's what they thought. Now, I I should emphasize that not everybody thought this. Some people really actively pushed against these ideas. Uh, There were people who were like, wait a minute, but the natives are there. Or wait, we don't have to gain all this land. But there were others who were like, nope, it's manifest destiny. I can't stop it and neither can you. Was an obscure movie reference. If you didn't catch the Night of the Museum reference, remember. All right, good. Did you get all four of those. Yes, ma'am. The core beliefs. That's what we were talking about when we were talking about the painting. Oh, why did it seem inevitable? Number three, that's this map. It seemed inevitable because of the way the map looked and because of the expansion that had already happened. Now, for the record, We've skipped some important things. Like there were some who argued we should go all the way up into what's now the part of Canada where people actually live. Take that over too. They suggested starting a war over it. We didn't talk about the Gadsden Purchase, which they bought to build the Transcontinental Railroad. But then the South seceded so they never did. We didn't talk about Florida. where I used to live, where my son was born. I really like Florida, but I mock it a lot. Mosquitoes are like the size of your car. And there's alligators that will eat your dog. Hey, Oregon then. I'm just curious, how many of you have played this game? Oh, most of you, that makes me happy. Cool. Did you get dysentery? I, I'm just kidding. You got dysentery. Someone in your party asked me. I'm fine with that, but I don't know. I don't know how we could. If you could find it, you could play it after you take the test tomorrow. Hey, so Oregon. You know where people went. You know about what it was like. You know, all that stuff. But what you probably haven't talked about is its role in society, actually, in the East. It operates as what a lot of social scientists call a safety valve. Let's say that you're my kids. I have a very big family. Hey, so you're my kids. The factory would go back in the 1800s to who? If I'm a factory owner, who gets it? The oldest male child, excellent. What do the rest of you do? It's the 1800s, so we're sexist, so girls, you just get married off. Yeah, there's some rare exceptions. You could become a teacher. There's, there's an option for you, a, what's now an elementary school teacher. Yeah, so they were sexist. Uh, boys, though, what other options would you have? You could work for your brother. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Or you could take a little bit of the family fortune and you could head out west. Start your own business or expand your dad's business. Then you could go out and you could make your fortune. Do you see where that would sound more appealing than working for your dumb brother? I'm just kidding. If you really have a dumb brother, then I'm sorry. your brother's nice, Cameron. (laughs) Plus you're the oldest. (laughs) Only because he's like 13. Hey, So that's what they call they call it a safety valve. It's a chance if the population gets to be too big or a city gets to be too crowded like this one. This is New York in 1850. Then people can move west. You want a chance to start over. You go west. Go out to the frontier. Now, we have this idea that the Oregon Trail was like one trail. That everyone just hopped on there and you followed right behind the wagon in front of you. But that's not true. They've spread out. This is a pretty good picture. Why did they spread out? Look at the picture. Why would you not go just right behind the person in front of you? The dust, and it takes too long. But the biggest factor is that, that dust. Can you imagine going all the way across the continent, breathing that in? No, you probably go off just a few spaces to the side. Now, can you see, if you look really close, like at the bottom left there, see how there's some wagon tracks from before Still there. At some points, the Oregon Trail was up to a full mile wide. And you know what happens when people start beating down a trail. It kills all the plants. It's an environmental disaster. Who eats those plants? The buffalo. The mighty bison. So picture this herd of buffalo is coming through. They see this mile-wide gash. Are buffalo really intelligent? No, they're they're dumb. They're smarter than cows, but so is everything. But they're not geniuses, so they're not going to sit and be like, hmm, there used to be food on the other side. I bet if we cross this, there's still food on the other side. No, they're like, and then they turn, and they don't go where they used to go. So what? Who cares if a bunch of bison don't get to go their migratory path? That's true. It overcrowds the other areas and it affects the natives. Both of those things affect the natives. Why do the natives care? It's their food. What else is it? Their clothes and their tools and their houses and their like it's everything. If the bison aren't where the bison belong, we have a problem. So, what kind of problem do we. Uh, well, we're going to talk about really what the natives do about this problem later. For now, just understand that the Oregon Trail is super wide and it's going to tick off some natives. I know that makes sense. And then we're going to move on to the Mormon Trail. Some of your ancestors came across here. They went down to Salt Lake, then they went up to Brigham City, or they went down to St. George, or Vegas, or Mexico, or up to Canada, or wherever. So in this classroom, this probably has a pretty big historical impact. We're not going to talk about all the detail. I know all of you should at least know the basics of this. And if you don't, then you either weren't in fourth grade or you weren't paying attention in fourth grade, or your fourth grade teacher skipped it. Shame on them. First, uh, nomenclature, meaning what words we use to talk about people. Uh, We talked about this with another group. We talked about this with Native people. Uh, If you have me in Humanities, we talk about this with African Americans or black people. We might as well talk about it with them, too. So proper terminology is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but that's way too long. So we could shorten it to Latter-day Saints or Saints. Uh, Mormon is not preferred, although it is. See this? I pulled this from their website. Because uh, I could still use Mormon Trail because historical. So there, take that. Hey, early, early, early on. Their goals were to establish a community where they'd all live together in peace and harmony. It was actually really common in the early 1800s, especially in the states back where they originated, like Pennsylvania. In fact, a large number of religious groups and non-religious groups founded special places. They'd, They'd like to name them Harmony. There were five Harmonies in Pennsylvania. This is Harmony, Pennsylvania, the Latter-day Saints Harmony, Pennsylvania. You could tell it's theirs, because what does it have in common with here? Yeah, it's that grid system. You see that grid system all set up. So yeah, so they wanted to establish this community where everybody shared and shared alike, and everyone got along, and it was peaceful and nice. Is that going to work out for them? in the East, is it? No, it is not going to work out at all. What's going to happen? Well, four things. They move in and they tend to buy quite a bit of land. That's not a big deal in a big city or a place where no one lives, but they tend to do it in rural areas where there are some people. So they come in, they buy the land, Uh, the others start to be like, wait a sec, we're getting overrun here. And that has to do with political power too. When they're looking at mayors and sheriffs and county commissioners, and there's thousands and thousands of Latter-day Saints living right by them. This bothers them. This is particularly bad in Missouri and Illinois. Uh, Missouri gets so angry that they not only um, they not only kick them out of the state but the governor it's named lilburn boggs issues an order that says the mormons must be treated as enemies or if necessary exterminated so let's uh... that's not so great neighbors also start hearing these rumors that they've become polygamists rumors turn out to be true and they have a reputation as abolitionists, which is not popular in Missouri. So what happens? Some of them start forming mobs, cruising in and attacking the Latter-day Saints. Turns out that they're not fans of being attacked for some reason. So they decide to leave. Their temple gets burned down. I mean, this is not a positive experience. So they trek upon the plains, across the plains, upon the plains, They trek across the plains, and where do they end up? This is easy. Where? Salt Lake City, Utah. Good. And when do they arrive here? 1847. Good, you looked at your papers. Good, good, good. Hey, now how's the Mormon Trail different than the Oregon Trail? First, it's on the other side of the Platte River. It's on the south side. Oregon Trail's on the north side. Does that matter? Not really. But that's the way it is. River? Platte River. P-L-A-T-T-E. If you've ever driven through eastern Wyoming and then onto Nebraska, you've driven by the Platte River. I-80 goes right by it. It's the only trees you can see, otherwise you just see fields, and past those fields you see fields. Past those fields, there's fields, yeah. Hey, how else is the Mormon Trail different? They put mile markers up. I can't show you a picture of the real mile markers because other people would come and like burn them for firewood. But they put mile markers up, like, hey, you've come this far. Only so many more miles to go. I don't know how often the children ask if they were there yet, but probably a lot. My dads were like, quit your whining or I'm going to turn this handcart right around. They also built supply stations. That's what that bottom right picture is, supply stations. So you'd go so far, and then you'd get more supplies, and then you'd go so far and get more supplies. And they would keep those keep those stocked all during the going west season. So it worked pretty well, except for two handcart companies who went too late after all the supply places had closed down. Now, settling in Utah, it was not just Latter day Saints. There were more people. First, there were already natives living here. Guess which tribe I chose to represent Utah? Wrong, the Shoshone. I'm just kidding, those are the Utes. Yeah, those are Utes. Hey, and then in the middle, see the Our Box? They were Jewish. And they came west with the pioneers because they saw an economic opportunity. They were like, hey, we can open a store. We can, we can do things. So they did. So you had plenty of other people in Brigham City. The first church built in Brigham City that was not a Latter-day Saint church was built in, I want to say, 1872. Like it's very early in Brigham City's history. Anyone know what it was? It's the Presbyterians. So they have a very long history here. So they came, and then on the right, what's that thing? Can you tell? I, I don't know maybe. It's a mine. Yeah. Miners came. Do you know what they were mining? Gold is a good guess. You're very close. Coal is not as close. Silver. Silver. Excellent. Yeah, tons of silver miners. So, yeah, we, we have this idea that these Mormons came into this land all by themselves, and, and they didn't. There were plenty of others. Remind me sometime, and I'll tell you about Bishop Davis's adventures. Yeah. How did they get along? They actually mostly got along pretty well. They mostly got along pretty well. Brigham Young uh, suggested that they, with the natives, that they treated them with some kindness. Other apostles were not so kind to the natives, but Young was the big leader. Okay, let's go to California. Whew, it's a lot for one day, but we can do it because we're tough. Why do people move to California? The gold rush. Now, there were already people in California for other reasons, but the gold rush was one of the big things that came there. Now most people did not make a lot of money if they went out and dug for gold. It was backbreaking work. Digging for gold is not pleasant, or panning for gold, or whatever. It's fun for 10 minutes, and then you want to be done. And these people did it day in, day out, on and on and on and on. And they mostly got these little gold flakes, and they sold the gold flakes, and it just wasn't that great. But when they came back to town, they needed supplies. They were hungry. It turns out most men back in this sexist time period couldn't cook very well for themselves with their rice and beans out there. So who made money? It was people who made supplies for the miners or people who supplied services for them. A lot of women came out and opened restaurants and would just cook for these miners. And they made more money, they're the ones that made bank. The, the 49ers go dig the crap out of the ground dig the gold up, and then they just trade it in for a nice hot meal or for a night at the hotel. And the lady who owns the hotel and provides the hot meal gets richer while the gold miners don't. Uh, the most famous person who probably made the most money, a dude named Levi Strauss. He invented the Strausses Just kidding, what did he invent? Levi's, yeah, he made pants for the miners. And he made so much money that now people wear those pants and they're like designer pants and no one in the West understands why. (laughs) Yeah, we'd call them like gyms or... (laughs) Steves, I got to put on my Steves, what are we wearing, it's casual Friday, I'm wearing my Steves, yeah, or Greg's, I got my Greg's on, Mr. Cephalo would like that, Day, hey, this is not, I'm going to ask this question and you're going to think, It's a trick question. It's not a trick question. It's an easy question. Why did so many Chinese people came? (laughs) That's later. No, you're good. So yeah, they came to work, work, other things. But why would they be in California? Why not New York? This is way easier than you're trying to make it. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's just right across the ocean. It's not that. It's not a hard, difficult journey to come across. So they came across to make money, either in mining, or a lot of them provided services. They're famous for doing, food, and laundry. And, of course, we're working on the railroad. We'll talk about that later. We're not quite there yet. For now, though, do you know how they were treated? This is me like, I don't know if you know or not. They were not treated well. They ran into a lot of racism. Uh, As a matter of fact, they made it, you'll notice in almost all the pictures, almost all the people are men. That's because they made it, they passed laws against women coming over. So if a man came to make his fortune, he had to take it back to China. They didn't want women coming and having babies and staying in America. They wanted them to get out. Ultimately, they passed some laws that made it so that Chinese people just weren't allowed to come. Or if they came, if they went to visit home, they weren't allowed to come back. They called them the Chinese Exclusion Acts. So, not friendly. Not friendly, which gets us to the last bit. You guys know what a vigilante is? Batman. Batman. (laughs) What makes Batman a vigilante? Yeah, he has his own justice, Not, not with the law, right? 60s Batman was different by the way. Yeah, Adam West Batman was a fully deputized officer of the law. But the Batman you grew up with wasn't. He's a vigilante. Vigilantes are people who who mete out justice away from the law. But Batman's also the world's greatest detective. Batman, you'll notice, doesn't get it wrong. Real vigilantes almost always get it wrong cuz they're idiots. I don't know how to put it more nicely than that. You get someone, for example, remember a few months ago there were some murders that took place at the University of Idaho. And a bunch of people online went through and they figured out who did it. The only problem is the police had already talked to that person. They'd already easily proven that it wasn't them. But the internet, the people on the internet decided that they were right and they started trying to destroy this person's life and reputation and everything else as the murder of these people. You'll notice that now they have exactly the guy and it wasn't this other person. Like, the Vigilantes don't tend to do good justice, but when there's not effective law enforcement, you have more vigilantes and so we see a lot of that in California. Okay, good. Questions?